Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the Chinese government in 1952 and remained there until his death in 1972. Following his imprisonment, Witness Lee carried on this ministry in Taiwan and eventually in America and ultimately around the world. He served the Lord for more than 70 years before going to be with him in 1997. His major contribution was through a 21-year labor he called Life Study, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again, lsmradio.org. Radio.org. Now, here's our show today. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 tells us, Looking away unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. This is Matt Miller with Bill Lawson for our fourth Song of Songs, Life Study Radio Program. Welcome back, Bill. It's good to be back again, Matt. It's kind of unusual, Bill, to start a Song of Songs radio program with a Hebrews chapter 12 verse, but that's really what we're talking about today is looking away unto Jesus, because the Song of Songs is a picture of a lover of the Lord Jesus Christ and the pursuit of him, and there's four stages of that pursuit. And I'd like to read from the life study to summarize these four stages because today's radio program has brought us to the second stage. So to get the big picture, let's start out and read the summary of these four stages. The theme of Song of Songs is satisfaction of satisfactions. This book portrays the four stages in the experience of the lover of Christ and can be summarized by the following four sentences. Number one, A lover of Christ should be one who is attracted by his love and drawn by him in his sweetness to pursue after him for full satisfaction. Number two, a lover of Christ should be one who is called by him to be delivered from the self through his oneness with the cross of Christ. And then number three, a lover of Christ should be one who is called by him to live in ascension as the new creation of God in the resurrection of Christ. And finally, number four, a lover of Christ should be one who is called by him more strongly to live within the veil through his cross after the lover's experience of his resurrection. Bill, this is actually why I read that verse from Hebrews, is because when we're loving the Lord, We need to learn how to look away unto Jesus, look away from ourself. Would you like to add anything uh, before we go to Witness Lee? Yeah, just briefly, Matt, I think without these four points, these four sentences to summarize these eight chapters of the book of Song of Songs, we just wouldn't have any idea what this book is talking about. We've heard some wild interpretations 
uh, even secular interpretations and things which are far away from the divine revelation. But I'm glad you read these four points. They really sum up the eight chapters. If we don't see these four points, and in each of the points, it starts with a lover of Christ. So if we are not a lover of Christ, then it's very difficult for us to enter into the experience and realization of these eight chapters. A little history here, briefly. Brother Lee, when he gave this life study in 1995, he took it mainly directly from Brother Watchman Nee's study on this book way back in 1935 in Hangzhou near Shanghai, China. And uh, at that time, Brother Nee gathered together a small group of believers. Brother Lee was there and was a part of this special study. So almost everything that Brother Lee talked about later in his ministry was based solidly and firmly on what Brother Watchman Nee opened up in interpretation way back in 1935. And even Brother Nee, he credits this brethren teacher C.A. Coates with receiving a lot of help from Coates's writings on the Song of Songs. So there's a lot of history involved that we need to realize. Well, Bill, we're going to go now to Witness Lee speaking 60 years after that original time that he was with Watchman Nee in China in 1935 to when he gave this particular speaking we're going to hear in 1995 in Anaheim, California. Bill, before we go to Witness Lee, let me read Song of Songs, chapter 2, verse 14, because I think it'll help the understanding. My dove, in the clefts of the rock, in the covert of the precipice, let me see your countenance, let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your countenance is lovely. And then a New Testament application of this verse is from Matthew 16, verse 24, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone wants to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. I think you need the New Testament description of this Old Testament picture of the cleft of the rock and the covert of the precipice. That'll help us in our understanding when Witness Lee covers these points. The cross, the self, and the introspection. These three words are used to interpret this section of the Song of Songs from verse 10 of chapter 2 to verse 5 of chapter 3. In such a short section of the word, you could never find these three words. Cross, self, introspection. Where is the cross? In the whole universe, what is a place that is safe but Rugged, the cross. The cross is the most safe place for us, the fallen people, to be. But that is a cross. That is not a restaurant, nor a motel, number one. Number two, how the self is here. I believe this was found out by Brady. This is according to our Christian life experience. You see, in the first stage, this love of Christ, pursuing Christ and receiving the help in the fellowship, in the inner chamber, she got the way to enter into the church life where she received the transformation. And also, even the more, she entered into the rest the covering and the enjoyment for her full satisfaction. 
my now I am such a person. I got a success in pursuing after Christ. I obtain and attain to that point. I'm satisfied. Now, how could I keep this kind of condition all the time? What is this? Self came in. You shouldn't think about yourself. Self came in under a false cloak. And this cloak is introspection. No special person, not one would not introspect. Not only to examine, but to analyze it. Eventually, such a self-analyzing person somewhat became mental. Oh, no, I know. I'm wrong in this matter. Oh, no. Oh, no, I know. I'm, I'm wrong in that matter. I'm wrong. How could I be perfect? So, Brother Nee, I believe, based upon his experience, he found out self must be here. And with self, there must be the introspection. This introspection is a wall between the lover of Christ and Christ. The lover is within the wall, and the beloved is outside. When you become one with the cross, then you will go tell yourself in a cleft of the rock, you are safe. Through this oneness, you will be saved from or delivered from yourself. Bill, it's uh, really something in this picture that the lover of Christ is seeking full satisfaction, enjoying him. That's the background of where we're at here in chapter 2. And then all of a sudden, this lover of Christ gets caught in self-introspection and somewhat locked in on themselves to the point where the Bible describes it here in chapter 2 as there's a wall separating the seeker from the Lord. This is really quite a picture, isn't it? It really is. When you look at the situation here, chapter 2, you've got a problem here. In chapter 1, it seems like everything is going okay, right? We fall in love with the Lord. We enjoy the Lord. We enjoy uh, fellowship and communion with Him. Uh, Our spirits are joined together as one. We have rest. We have satisfaction. Everything is going okay. We're pursuing the Lord. And all of a sudden, at a certain point, it seems like we fall into this trap called the self. We start looking at ourself. We start considering ourself. How are we doing? Are we growing in life? Are we going along with the Lord? Are we having more of our nature dealt with? Are we spiritual? Are we not spiritual? So we fall all of a sudden to this big trap. We were enjoying the Lord very much in chapter 1. All of a sudden, we fall into this trap, but we're looking at ourselves. So, of course, I'm glad you mentioned earlier, you know, in Hebrews, Paul tells the Hebrew believers, looking away unto Jesus. But what happened, we're now looking at ourselves. When we consider our fallen situation, Matt, you know, we were created, you know, upright by God, but then when man sinned, right, our spirit was deadened, our soul became the self, the fallen self, and the self is just what? It's just the fallen soul linked with Satan. That's our self. And then, of course, the body was transmuted to become the flesh. But this real problem we have now is with our self, and uh, uh, the Lord wants to call us right, more deeply till we enter into an experience of of we stay in the clefts of the rock and the covert of the precipice. Figures of speech here showing that we need to remain in the cross of Christ so we can be fully delivered from this thing that bothers us all the time, which is our introspective self. 
You know, Bill, you linked this introspective self. That's the part of our fallen nature to actually to Satan. And that may be striking to some, but in the verse that I quoted earlier from Matthew chapter 16, in the context of that verse, when Peter was expressing himself, he was called Satan by the Lord. The Lord said, get behind me, Satan. So I just wanted to underscore what you said there about ourself being connected to the expression of Satan. Let's go on uh, to the next section. But before we do, I'd like to read another couple verses from chapter 2. This is verses 8 and 9. The voice of my beloved, now he comes, leaping upon the mountains, skipping upon the hills. My beloved is like a gazelle or a young heart. Now he stands behind our wall. He is looking through the windows. He is glancing through the lattice. Here's Witness Lee. You know, all the trouble concerning our fellowship with Christ comes from our side. Too many mountains, too many high places that frustrate us to contact him. But he could never be frustrated. He can skip, he can leap, he can jump. So eventually, uh he came to this self-satisfied seeker. He came. His way to come shows the power of resurrection. Who can receive Christ? Who can go that high into a cupboard of the precipice? No one. We don't have that much strength, but we have the power of resurrection. So here you have Philippians 3.10 that says, be conformed to his death by the power of his resurrection. Here the text says, Christ stands behind our wall. He is looking through, hallelujah, for the windows, regardless how much you had yourself secretly, there is a window that Christ could see through. And glancing through the letters, signifying the openings set up by God for him to fellowship, to commune with her. Man got so fallen, seemingly there's no way that God can touch man, can fellowship with man. I tell you, uh, still a little window, the conscience. So when we go out to preach the gospel, we have to learn how to touch people's conscience. The conscience is a window with letters open for God coming. Bill, I like the uh, specific wording in Song of Songs, chapter 2, verse 9, that he stands behind our wall. The wall is on our side. The problems are on our side, and we're behind a wall of introspection. But I'm really happy that in this wall of introspection, hallelujah, there's a window. And even he referred this to the gospel, you know. People are locked in themselves, but there is a window that the Lord can look through to see us, and hopefully we can look out and see the Lord leaping on the hills and leaping on the mountains, leaping on all the problems. I'm glad, Matt, you mentioned this word, uh, our wall. You know, and I was considering 
1972 in Los Angeles, Brother Lee gave us an informal training on the whole book of Song of Songs, which opened up this book to many of us who had never even heard any interpretation of this book. And in that particular training, he used the word discrepancy, which I could never forget. He said, eventually, after we have the initial relationship with the Lord, there is a discrepancy between us and the Lord. And, of course, this is talking about this introspective self. And it's a wall. There's something now between us and the Lord. We think we've attained to some measure or some degree of growth, which we have somewhat, but then with everyone, we get stuck. So there's this discrepancy there. There's a problem here. It's a wall. But here, there's a window. There's a way out. It's not like we're stuck in this self and we want to give up the Christian life. We want to check out. We say, this this Christian life is too hard. Eventually, the Lord always provides a way for us out. And here, it's a window with a lattice. Of course, the window mainly refers to our conscience, which is the main part of our human spirit. So when the Lord provides provides us a way. There's a window there with a lattice. So we have a way out eventually of our introspective situation, and that is by the touching of our conscience. As long as we keep our conscience, the main part of our spirit, clear, then we are able to gradually find a way to live in resurrection and to live in the shadow of the cross. Well, Bill, we've got one more section with Witness Lee, and I'd like to read a verse that he referred to in our last section. I think it helps to understand these pictures by reading the New Testament verses that correspond. So Philippians 3.10 says, To know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. Here's Witness Lee for the conclusion of today's life study. I like to read verse 14. My dove, in the caves of rock, in the cover of the precipice, let me see your countenance. Let me hear your voice. Where? In the cleft of the rock, in the cover of the precipice. Now, could you realize? There's the calling. If I were uh, the lover, I would say, my beloved, I couldn't be there. I could not get there. Number one, too high. The way is too rugged. I, I don't have that much power. How about you? The Lord says, let me hear your voice in that cupboard. On the top of the precipice. When you hear such a calling, what will you say? You will say, Lord, how can I get there? It's too high. The way is too rugged. It is safe, but I will be quite alone. I don't like to be there. This means the Lord calls his seeker to enter into the experience of the cross. You have to enter. How? By my power of resurrection. Just like me, living over the mountains. This is a poetry written by Solomon. You have to get into the cross, and the cross get in you. So you and the cross become one. Your oneness with the cross is your salvation. Delivered, that means saved, from yourself through what? Through you and the cross becoming one. Every day, every day, you like to be conformed to his death by the power of of resurrection. 
Bill, this matter of staying in the cleft of the rock, it may be a, a hard thing to do, a hard place to reach, the covert of the precipice. I mean, that's somewhere high. It's hard. But I enjoyed how he said, it's safe. And that's where the Lord wants to hear our voice. I'd like you to develop this in a practical way to apply it to our experience. I think, Matt, that we need to join together Song of Songs and Philippians 3.10. If we don't do that, it's hard to apply, right? Paul says, to know him and the power of his resurrection and then the fellowship of his sufferings. And then it says, being conformed to his death. There's really a way out of introspection, and that is just a matter of the staying in the cross of Christ. But we don't have the power to do that. You know, many times we want to stay in the crucified life. We want to live the crucified life. We want to deny the self, but he says we're impotent. We have no power to do that. But the power comes from the resurrection life. When we stand against ourselves, stand against practically our introspective self, not agreeing with it, not going along with it, then it seems like we're enjoying all of a sudden another life a power, a resurrection life, and that is the power of resurrection. Then as we enjoy the power of his resurrection, then we're ushered into the riches of his resurrection. And, of course, that's later on in Song of Songs when he talks about the flowers and the fragrance and all these kind of things. That's the riches of resurrection. So, number one, we need the power of resurrection to enable us to live a crucified life. Then we remain there, and we gain the riches of his resurrection. And that way, we are able to attain to this rugged way that seems seemingly is impossible in ourself, but the Lord provides a way by his wonderful resurrection life. You know, Bill, I just want to underscore what you said, because the sequence of Philippians chapter 3 is really helpful, and I hope our listeners would go back and open up their Bible and look at Philippians chapter 3, because it confirms exactly what you just said, is that it says, to know him, that's to know Christ, and the power of his resurrection. So the Apostle Paul's yearning was to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. The power first of his resurrection, and then the fellowship of his sufferings and being conformed to his death. So to go through the fellowship of his sufferings and to be conformed to his death, which is to be in the covert of the precipice and and this high, hard place of the cleft of the rock, which is a picture of denying ourself and taking up our cross, to really reach that point, we need to enjoy the Lord first Mm -hmm. and enjoy the power of his resurrection. It's true, Matt. Like you say, we think we have to conform somehow to his death. We have to try to die. We have to get into ourself and try to deny and use willpower and all these kind of things. But no, the sequence in Philippians is to knowing him is, number one, is the resurrection life. When we live in our spirit, in our mingled spirit, we enjoy the Lord, we experience him as a resurrection life, then that leads us, right, Uh, to the further living in the cross. So we know him, we know then the power of his resurrection, then we're fully in the fellowship of his sufferings, and then automatically we're conformed to the Lord's death. Well, Bill, we ran out of time. I really enjoyed having this time of enjoyment with you here, enjoying the Lord in this kind of way. Thanks for coming in and doing this program with me. It's a real joy to be here, Matt. Well, we hope you'll contact us to get more information. Our phone number is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. We love to hear from our listeners wherever they're listening. More and more, we get calls from the Internet. Just want to remind those 
who are listening and don't know about it, we have a wealth of resources on the internet, including uh, all the past radio programs, as well as the entire life study of the Bible in printed form uh, with almost 2,000 messages. You can also write to us at Living Stream Ministry, P.O. Box 2121, Anaheim, California, or just send email to radio at lsm.org. On behalf of Bill Lawson, this is Matt Miller. Thanks for listening today, and we'll hope you continue with us as we finish up the life study of the Song of Songs. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. The focus of Living Stream is the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China in the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Witness Lee brought this ministry first to Taiwan, then later to North America and eventually to the entire world. For more than 20 years, he spoke these life study messages, unveiling how each book of the Bible shows God's eternal plan. God, through Christ, wants to dispense his life and nature into redeemed man so that man would become God's expression, enlargement, counterpart, and habitation. These studies go far beyond mere doctrine and unveil a personal, practical, and experiential Christ. In these short 26-minute programs, we summarize and condense Witness Lee's rich speaking. But to enjoy all the riches in these messages, we hope you'll visit our website at lifestudy.com. There, you can read all of the Life Study messages absolutely free of charge. You can even create your own Life Study reading schedule or download more Life Study audio programs just like this one, and all at no cost. Again, the website, lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening.